And we're back. This is the Performance Academy podcast, episode 14, with Josh and Zach. Zach's just yeah, boy. in position here. All right, what's good, what's good? This is very exciting. Um, staying on track here. Uh, Performance Academy podcast. We'll start off, I guess, with talking about our fitness stuff, as we do. Yeah, I'll, start, I'll start off. Um, so more of the same when it comes to like running and swimming. Um, now, like my swimming, especially since yesterday I did another 500-yard swim. And it was my best one yet. And it's just I think it's really just because of how like now like all the time I put in, how comfortable I am. Just before I wasn't as comfortable, you know. So just like the fact that I'm comfortable in the water, that like I'm I'm not taking any breaks, I'm not really doing anything. Like my technique's pretty dialed in. And so, so like more I have efficient movement. Yeah, definitely. I think like. Um, if I counted correctly, because at McCormick, I think you have to swim like 24 times back and forth to get 500 yards, because I think it's like 19 meters over there, one length. So like, you have to keep tracking, you know, 24 times, and I'm pretty sure I did. Um, I think I'm not even, like at one point, like I was like, all right, I'm not going to count that because I wasn't sure the number I was on, so like, I'm just going to swim one more. But I got in like the eights or something, like, which is like crazy for me, because like, like when I did an official PST, or a, a a 500-yard swim last Monday. I don't know if I told you about that when I went and worked out with the Navy. Yeah, you told me. You were supposed to just do the test. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah. And then they, yeah, like, yeah. did a whole ass, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, that swim, I got, like, a 10.40 or something like that. And, like, I was... I mean, I was... I wasn't as comfortable, and I just, like, took a little... Like, I'd stop at the wall, but this time I just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's good. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty exciting. And then uh, I'm lifting, and, like, my lifting is, like, definitely, like, suffering... Like, I'm not trying to be a lifter, so that's okay, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah. I think everything's going pretty well. I just got to start add, adding in more mileage to my running. I'm actually going to do another mile and a half later today. Um, and that's kind of it. Jiu-jitsu is, you know, hit or miss sometimes. Like, it feels like, uh, like Wednesday, uh, Wednesday out of that day. It's just because I, I can't train as much as I was. But I feel like if I just do more drilling and whatnot, that'll kind of help me get my knowledge up and, like, you know, visual, visualization and whatnot, that'll help translate so I get more quality mat time in, but, yeah, I'm highly active right now, I'm doing a little bit more stretching. Yeah, how many, like, two-a-days are you doing? Because, like, the other day, you basically did, like, a three-a-day, because um, you were, you did jiu-jitsu, and then I you did something else. quite a few three-a-days. <laughs> quite a few three-a-days. Well, I mean... That's a lot. I mean, you figure I was, when I don't go work out with the Navy on Mondays, because that's, like, a whole, a whole thing, that's usually not work out for the day. Um, but when I don't do that, do that, I'd have my normal Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are all three days. Those are all jujitsu, lifting, and swimming. Mm-hmm. And then other, and then the other days is like maybe I work, which is a little bit of physical labor. Yeah. Um, and then maybe some like calisthenics or like and some running. And yeah, so I mean, I'm. So how long those Monday, Wednesday, Fridays? How long your jujitsu? Jujitsu is like an hour and a half. Yeah, hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. So and lift for like. What, like an hour or so? Yeah, probably like an hour right now. And then yeah. swim. Yeah, swim for like like 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. That's, That's a lot. lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So yeah, it's quite a bit. Um, I'm still holding my body weight, which is nice, but like I'm just, yeah, eating sucks. Well, how do you feel with the recovery? That always kind of tends to be a problem for like yeah. both of us. What, what, how yeah. do you feel with the recovery? You feel well, like you're overtrained or you feel good? The past week, especially like my sleep's been pretty consistent as far as like going to bed at the same time, waking up in the morning, like, roughly at the same time. Like, it's not like I'm waking up at, like, 10 or 9, except for the day, because I'm drinking last night a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, 
So like that, the sleeping, like my circadian rhythm, like when it's like set and like I, like I'm rising and waking at the same time every single day, like I noticed that's the biggest help. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's better the last week. I'm also looking into getting some like, uh, some compression pants. Like it's like. I consider getting those too. Yeah. Or like the impulse dot things. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's like little dots you put on your muscles and it gives like little electric stimulus, you know? Huh. So you get that contraction. Yeah. I think we actually did like a lab on that in something. Huh. Um, it was, you know, like the, I think it's called summation and then the pulses get faster and faster and then until you get to tetanus is something like that where Where it locks out yeah the muscle can't contract anymore you know yeah i remember remember i remember doing that but it wasn't for like uh recovery it was just for like the muscle activating yeah but it's a similar kind of concept yeah the electrical impulses and that helps with recovery yeah but i think i'm gonna get those pants just because like i've heard it it really helps yeah and like there's not that despite what you think like there's not actually that many companies apparently that make like true compression garments Mm -hmm. like there's like a normatec is the one i know is that yeah? Because like big one, I think. I feel like okay, I always yeah. see like like CrossFit and like strongman stuff like that. Yeah. I always see them wearing the normal tech boots. But like a lot of like the those Under Armour and Nike stuff, like those aren't real compression. Like those. You're uh, talking about those big ones, like those sleeves you slip in and you like pressurize them. You know. Oh, you're talking. Like, you're talking about those ones. Um. No, I'm talking about like 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 they're they look like slide like pants like slide. Oh, just like work out in. I mean, you can work out in them, but from like what I've heard that um like not for recovery. You, yeah, you put them on after you work out. After like all oh, your hard workouts, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like here, let me just. Move but not they're not the pants that you like inflate or whatever. Normal tech, compression. But yeah, I got another normal tech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about those. Oh no, okay. Look up like two XEO. I think I follow them on Instagram. I think it's two XEO. Two XEO. Two two XU. Two two XU. Yeah. Compression. Yeah. Oh, it's the, oh, it's just like these. Yeah, but those are like Ruka ones, but like it has to be like a, because it has to be like a certain amount of like a, uh, compression on it for it to be considered like compression pants, like all like the Nikes and ones and whatnot, like. They're not the, tight enough. Yeah, they're not tight enough. Yeah. So. But they help yeah. with blood flow. Yeah, yeah, like compression, like, like yeah, you know, rice, rest, right, uh. Rest, ice, compression, ice. Yeah, like a lot of like diabetics and stuff like use that type of stuff like, to help with yeah, like, their help uh, with blood flow. Yeah, they get the pooling, they get like gout or something. Yeah, like but as far as like for like you know um, high volume athletes, like I know like they use they use that a lot like when it comes to recovery. So I was thinking about grabbing some of those too just to help. Power weight flex fabric. So you wear these like after? Yeah. Just chilling. Yeah, maybe do some stretching in them, just chilling. Or, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I might grab some of those, and then I was thinking about grabbing a, like I told you, a so right too, but I've been just doing a little bit more stretching and whatnot, so. Yeah, look at that, it's just compression rating, and it's in millimeters of mercury, so it basically kind of elevates your blood pressure. Yeah, so I think like, right. the, like the, like the increases, the, yeah, the blood pressure. In your, in your yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. I've never heard, I, I mean, I guess that's how the Normatec ones work, right, I would imagine. Because I, I thought you were talking about these. I, I was thinking about getting something like this. Those would be sick. Those are... <laughs> That's a grand. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe wait for them to go on sale. Um, I mean, I would consider getting them. Um, I wonder if this is... I would imagine it works a similar kind of way in that it's just, it just you can get more compression. Yeah. It doesn't really say, like... 
I'd have to look into it a little bit more. I haven't I haven't researched it all that much, so yeah. But anyways, that's but cool. know the idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Injury prevention and recovery. Yeah. So that's pretty much I guess where you could say where I'm at for the most part. And then uh, yeah, that's it. So you have any like tests coming up for anything? Uh, I just or? have another one of those uh physical tests Monday. That's about it. So just gotta be. I'm gonna probably rest tomorrow. I'm gonna come in fresh. What kind of what kind of test? Swim, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups. Oh, you just do all of them? Mm-hmm. They just have you go through, like, all, yeah. all the assessments? Yeah, you get, like, 10 minutes rest after the swim, and then, like, 2 to 5 minutes rest in between all the push-ups and pull-ups, and then 10 minute rest, and then the run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so these are made by Hyperice. Yeah. You have, you, do you have their... Yep. Okay, yeah. The Hypervolt? Yeah, the Hypervolt. Is it made by this then, though? Hmm? Is it, is it made by them? Yeah, okay. it is, yeah. You know, there's a million different guns out there. Yeah. Guns. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, perfect. Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll go over my stuff. Um, right now, there was a little bit of a a kink in the in the plan just because I did my four by four by forty eight um, last weekend. So obviously, I wasn't able to. Um, well, I guess I. I, I could have lifted on Friday, but um, I had a rescheduled client. I was considering it doing in the morning, but I, I missed that one day of lifting. But all that crazy, insane cardio for sure didn't help with muscle preservation. But um, yeah, just sticking with the five days a week of lifting and the three days of low intensity steady state cardio, mostly doing cycling. I was adding a little bit of running in there get ready for the 4x4x48 I haven't talked on, about it on here right no that, yeah that happened last weekend so um yeah that was pretty brutal um it sounds ridiculous to say but I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was <laughs> like um like I got through the first six basically halfway because there's 12 legs of it and I was feeling pretty good the six the sixth one was actually my fastest I did um I was shooting for like 10 minute miles and I did that sixth one in like 36 minutes, so I was like, you know, basically a nine-minute mile. And I was feeling really fresh. And then the seventh one was uh, 8 p.m., and I ate dinner. And then after dinner, I knocked out, accidentally knocked out. I wasn't planning to fall asleep. And my dad came into my room and woke me up, and I was like, I was barely even alive. And, like, I was late to get out there. I was a couple minutes late, and I just put on my shoes and I start running, and um, I was just stiff as a board. Like my, I, I think I told you I couldn't extend my ankles, I couldn't extend my hips. I was like shuffling. It wasn't even like a proper gait. Like it was, it was pretty bad. And um, that was that seventh one was brutal. That was definitely the worst one of the whole thing. And um, you know, I want to stay true to the challenge, but at the end of the day, I also didn't really want to hurt myself. And, um, I just didn't feel like that would be really worth it. This is just something for, for fun to kind of test myself men mentally more really than, than physically. And I didn't feel like it was worth it to get hurt for it. So I finished that one up. That one sucked a lot. And then the rest of the last five I did cycling, um, which was still pretty tough. You know, I did roughly like 40 to 45 minutes, um, for those rest, for the rest of those, um, because that was basically how long it was taking me to do the runs. And um, 
yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning to go and, like, run or bike fucking sucks. Yeah. Without without having to say, you know. Especially when you have to do it at 12 and 4. Yeah, yeah. You know, what was interesting, I, as I thought I was going to be so productive in between, because I was going to be up and, like, kind of just, like, you know. No shot. I, I, that's honestly what I thought going into it. I was like, because, you know, like, Goggins, he's, like, feels, I feels like he's, like, always getting shit done. He's just super, produ- like, productive and, like, um, yeah, just getting shit done. And, like, he's always doing this crazy kind of shit. So I was like, oh, this is going to, like, keep me, like, locked in, like. And mentally, I just couldn't, like, I was trying to get some schoolwork done, and I just mentally could not get it going. I, might, I just was, like, I was, I was just so beat. Um, yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, that's rough. Loki kind of upset you didn't do it with me. Yeah, right. There ain't no way I was going to be able to do it right now. Yeah. No. Ne- next year, next year. I, I, would down, I would be down to do it at some point, but, like, I couldn't do it right now. Yeah, like yeah. My, my training going on right now. Yeah, like it did sound like I don't know if you would say fun, but it sounded like a, a worthy challenge. It's, I guess yeah, it's not. Say. I wouldn't say fun really. Actually, it, it's it's a challenge. You know, it's 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 obviously very hard physically, but it was more like of a mental thing. And you know, that's the type of shit Goggins does, and I, I want to be like him. I want I want that mental kind of fortitude, if you will, and. Just so when you get into things, knowing that no matter what happens, you mentally just can't quit, you know. And he would he would do the live the live little um, Instagram things, or whatever. And I I don't know how many times he said it, but it was like just don't quit. <laughs> and I mean, like for real, when you're up at like four in the morning, you know, just running, you're like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Um, Everything in your in in your brain is telling me just like stop. Yeah, why, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, mainly, I just did it for the, the the mental the mental part of it. If I can do this, what what's a triathlon? What's a this that and the other? Um, physically, you know, you you can push through this. You can push through you know a few hours of being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. So that's ultimately why I did it, and you know, it I got it done. That's 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 what it's all about, and I just I like I like I like doing things that other people don't even consider yeah. or think are is ridiculous. Like like I I told a few people that I was doing that, and they they'll just look at you and like shake their head. Like they don't even they don't get it. They, it, it people just, don't get it. That's doesn't even thing. comprehend. They can't even comprehend. Like they're like, wait, you said four miles every four hours. They're like, even in the night, it's like, yeah, even in the fucking night, it's 40 hours. 40 hours, there's multiple nights that go into that, you know? And, um, that, that's fun to me, you know? You know those, um, those, like, mud runs or, like, those Spartan races? When I was teaching Fit Zone at the Y, a lot of those, like, moms or whatever, they were, they were doing that, and I, and they are like, oh, yeah, you should go and do that. I was like, like, it's cool, but, like... It's moms, do, moms yeah. do that shit. Yeah, I didn't want to say that to them, but I was like, "You guys are doing that yeah. shit." Like, I'm not. Like, I'm trying to do some shit that like not everyone can do. Yeah, that's why exactly. I do triathlons. That's why I wanted to do this. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm sure a Spartan race is hard. It's challenging or whatever. But it's recreational. Like, it's super recreational. It's very recreational. Like, just like regular ass people do that shit. Like, pay for your uh, your 
your picture bundle and, and post them on Instagram. Yeah. You know? Pay the little yeah. extra hundred thirty for your picture bundle and post them. Yeah. <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not trying to do regular shit. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to do hard things. Yeah. That was another thing when I um when I was working at the group exercise place. They were asking me like, "Oh, do you do Spartan race and whatever?" I was like, no, like I'm training for a triathlon right now. And they were like, "Oh, we're big fans of like the obstacle course races." And I was just like. I don't, I, like... I'm not going to knock it because it's good that they're getting out there and doing it, but, like, those are the people who, like, like, they want to be, like, they want to be hardcore, but they're not. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we get after that type of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's cool to have fun with it, but, like, like, a lot of people do that, you know? A lot of people do that. I bet you, try something else, you know, push, go for the next step, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely a scale up compared to average life. Yeah. You know, and the average person that's not doing anything, you're definitely... Above, I'd say probably ninety five percent of people yeah, doing sure. one of those. But you know, I'm I'm trying to go harder. Yeah, know, is really all it is. So yeah, that's why I do. That's why I do those things. You know, I like to do things that people can't and or don't think they can do. Especially, yeah. yeah, they don't. They can't even comprehend. That that's fun for me. Um, but anyways, kind of. Tangent there. Um, I'm excited for my 4x4x48 shirt to come soon. I'm nice. gonna wear that shit. Um, speaking of that though, Mr. Miles Demian um, from the Y, he he, you know, I put it out there. I was like, if anybody wants to, you know, support, donate to charity, or if you want to like run with me through any of my legs, I'd appreciate it. Frankly, Miles, shout out to him. He was the only one that. Um, said he would be willing to but unfortunately he had something come up his sister's birthday and then his family planned a trip uh, mm. out of town so that weekend so he was not able to come but he really wanted to and he, he felt he was upset he couldn't um and it just so happened that i ran into his parents at the grocery store last night i was like picking up stuff oh, i went over to that girl's house and i, I ran into him and um it was just a very interesting conversation because um, I, I never met his dad, but I ran into his mom a couple times, and she recognized me. I didn't really recognize her right away, and she was like, oh, Zach, you're Miles' friend. You, you did the 4 by 48 and then his, da- his dad was like, oh, this is the guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, they had talked about me? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, did, did you get Miles into that David Goggins guy? And then we were talking about it. I was like, I wasn't sure if he knew about Goggins before mm-hmm. me or not, but I was like, I might have. I don't know. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, he's been running five miles every day, and he's like super into Goggins, this, that, and the other. Yeah, I, I, got, like, I got, like, goosebumps. I, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. It's really cool. That's funny you got into um, it like that. That's so yeah, so, um, and then, you know, I told him I'm planning on doing, like, doing it, like, annually with Goggins because he's going to turn into an annual thing. This is the second one he's done. Um, so, yeah, next year. I'll be down. All right. You know, and like, schedule, like, my, like, that I can, my, I would do it. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, early March is kind of, like, and then he plans to be doing it every year. So, I would, um, I would actually like, I would train for it though, like the mileage, just for like, yeah, your joints and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you know my cardio base is already very good because I've been doing lists for multiple months now. With ankles and joints. And yeah, but that's why I added. I should have done a little bit more because it's different. It, it, yeah. Obviously, like yeah, like I only got through seven, you know. So I, maybe I need to just cut all the, the cycling out and do just running, but. 
I don't know. I just like cycling more, so it's like it was hard for me to cut it out completely um, for that. But anyways, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, oh, that is a fun challenge. And then, um, and then Miles' mom was like, "Oh yeah, you guys got to do something else, like maybe a triathlon or something." I was like, a "Matter of fact, the YMCA is doing a sprint triathlon April 18th." Um, and I'm doing it, and I'm trying to convince one of my clients, client, my client David, to do it. And I was like, oh, if he wants to do it, April 18th, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tell him about it. I was like, I'll DM him, too. What's the distance so, on that? So it's a half It's a half of Olympic. So it's 800-meter swim, 13-mile bike ride, and it's on a stationary bike there. Um, and then a, a 5K, so 3.1-mile run. You should do it. You could do that. I could do that. Why? Why does it got to be a stationary bike, though? Because, like, I, I mean, I figure they just don't think that most people have, like, a road bike or, like, a, yeah, a, I guess. Uh, a, 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 a proper type of bike to do that in. What I was thinking about doing, maybe, possibly, is talking to Christina, because I think she's the one kind of coordinating it. And be like, hey, can I just can I just do my road bike for this? Can I just get a three, 13 point, or 13 mile, whatever? So does the swim at the pool the water? Yeah. Yeah. So they're not expecting that many people? Well, they're going to have, like, blocks. So, like, get this. For whatever reason, they're going to let teams do it. And one person do each leg of it, which is ridiculous. Like, it's not really triathlon at that point. But is that mandatory? And, no. Oh. You can do you can do singles. So they're going to have, like, the team people do it in the morning, like, 8 to 12. And then they're going to have the solos do it 12 to 4. And so... I have, like, the solos... Do it in the fucking morning. You know, like, I feel like the morning's like when you want to do do one of those, you know, like, yeah. the people are going to get after it, get it done in the morning. Like, you run marathons in the morning, you know, yeah. you do triathlons in the morning. Yeah. I'd Let the do. recreational folks come in that afternoon, you know. I agree. When they drop their kids off at soccer practice or something. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I'd really do it when it's cooler out, for sure, as opposed to, like, midday. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. So I was talking, I was going to talk to Shane about, Christina, about possibly just doing it on my bike, because I'd honestly rather do it like that than on a stationary. Um, and then, and then the run, yeah. So, if you want to, I'm trying to get a squad to do the triathlon. That'd be be four of us. So we can maybe recruit some more people. It's like five weeks out, so you know, you have a little bit of time to prep for it specifically. Um, yeah. And it's nice, because it's going to be right in the, like, right in the middle of my triathlon training. And I'm going to, you know, preload all my, like, sprints and, um, more anaerobic capacity, like higher intensity stuff towards the beginning of the mesocycle. So that'll prep me for the shorter distance sprint one um, and get ready for that. And then I'm going to have my my full-size Olympic one um, May 16th. So Hmm. that's what I'm planning to do. Shooting for, I think, an hour and 20. I think I do the sprint in an hour 20. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little ambitious, but... Hundred meter swim, you said. Yeah, it's doable. Definitely. So um, yeah, that's it. Very nice. Right on. All right, cool. What else we got? Um, cross that off there. Uh, I'll just talk about a few things I got going on, fitness related, but not really current events. Before we get to current events, I've been doing a, a shit ton of CEUs for. 489D, you know, and one I came across that was pretty cool was the the body swing connection in golf. 
and I've been I took that. That was a pretty cool course, and I learned a lot. I was kind of expecting to be kind of some bullshit, but I talked about like the swing mechanics and different postures, like kyphotic posture, uh, lower dosis. I would be interested. Like, I would actually be interested in that. It's um, it's um, an ace one. I, I'd be interested in that. It's like, like a two-hour one. You get point two. See, because like that's a pretty good like one to have, and know? it's really good because it, it shows you like the different type of golfers. Here, let me bring up the. And also, just from like a monetary perspective, like golf, like there's money in golf. Yeah, he talks about that a lot. The guy that that um did the thing, he lives up in like the Oregon area, and he said he has like literally gyms just dedicated to like rotary sports, not necessarily just golf, but like pitchers, throwers, baseball players footballs, you know, any mm-hmm. kind of rotary sport, um, cause it's similar kind of mechanics, you know, and, um, he has a whole, <laughs> he has multiple gyms based just around, just based around, um, that stuff, and he talks about it a lot throughout the, the course, the, it's a niche kind of market, and not a lot of people are in it, and, and you can make pretty good money doing that. So I was like, but, but um, it you know the, off the rip they talk about like the mobility stability model, which is cool. It's a, you know, and then they go over assessments like lat length test, pelvic tilt, seated trunk rotation, overhead squat, pelvic rotation, power testing, all these different kind of assessments. And then um, they go over the different type of golfers. So golfer A is like S posture versus C posture. C posture is, um, you know, kyphotic kind of um, shoulder blades protracted, that type of thing. And then S posture is tight lower back inhibited um, core muscles. And um, it explains when they have these different kind of postures, like their uh, limitations and their swing flaws, like what happens throughout their swing and the projection of the, where the ball goes based on their posture. And then B is like hanging back slash reverse spine angle. <coughs> and then C, golfer C is like early extension. And they just explain all the different flaws and how to assess and look for what type of golfer they are. And then um, they also explain this video analysis tool. I think it's called V1. I, I downloaded it, but I haven't really used it yet. Haven't had the chance. And then they give a lot of different exercises for improving their their uh, limitations. And then they also give some some business stuff at the end. I would highly recommend. It's pretty cool. So it's, it's ace what? Like ace? It's just the ace um, CE. Well, they call them CECs. Body just, swing connection? Yeah, body swing connection in golf. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. Look it up on there. Um, it's pretty legit. Because my one client I was training with, like, remember last year, um, the guy was like, like kind of like the, the discipline, like his hands were messed up. Yeah. Yeah, he was a golfer. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, you know, figure out exercises sometimes or, like, work around it. But, like, we were doing some, some like, rotary stuff and some power stuff. But, um, and I, I did find some exercises that like, translate to golf, but I'm sure that's just more, like, in depth and thorough. Yeah. And, like, that's something, like, when I was training him, I was like, you know, I would be interested in, like, it, yeah. Well, I play golf, and um, a lot of my clients play golf. My dad, you know, I've been training him. Um, my dad's friend, he plays golf with my dad. Um, and then my client David that I brought up that's possibly doing the triathlon, he's a golfer too. So I was like, this, this – because tra- I was trying to find CUs actually like are meaningful because I got to 
do a shit ton of them, you know. So I was like trying to find some that I actually can, can I can kind of pull something from, and that was a really good one. And then also, um, he brought up if you want to go a little bit farther into it, he's um, he's certified through the Titleist Performance Institute, TPI, um, like a certified golf instructor or whatever, like a specialist. Hmm. So, so if I tell you my uh, he's technically my nephew, but he's older than me. Um, he's a he's a, go a golf like a course pro at Pelican Hill. I think you did tell me about this. Yeah, this. no, he's a special event manager now too. But like he like they paid for him to like go to like, like I don't know what it, it like like they actually teach you how to like break down like a swing and like be mm -hmm. like you know a, like a legitimate coach like a course pro. You know? Yeah. So I'm I'm sure like, that's like he learns a lot of that stuff as well. You know. I'm sure. I mean, he doesn't have like a personal training or like a kinesiology background, but like. Yeah. Just golf, you know. So. Well, he they were talking about it. Like at his facility, he has all different kind of a continuity of care, almost kind of like we were talking about last week. Of for the golfers, you have your um, your like your golf expert, like the person that's you know helps you with your swing and like on technique, course right? technique, like on course kind of stuff. And then you have your trainer, who is more like physiological, like making sure um, your training and how you're performing and like the physiological kind of aspects of it to prep you and like improving like what raw strength and power you know yeah and then mobility stability you know that so, so you can develop a relationship with like course pros and like those guys yeah. to, like and, yeah and, and yeah that's essentially what he's talking about yeah. and then um more on like the medical side of it like um massage therapist this that and the other uh, i forget all the exact titles um he was he, but he has like that whole economy of care like four or five different experts that report to this one particular golfer and he works with a ton of pga tour guys i forget the guy's name i followed him on instagram he's really cool um but just the you know these four or five different experts who all are pretty familiar with golf and know it but they, they specialize in one particular aspect of it and they all kind of talk and make sure the athlete's getting exactly what, what they need and that's like that that's pretty sick. That's something I'd like to kind of eventually work up to. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting because my uh, certification is actually expiring in six months. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was. I'm sure you did a bunch of CEUs for 48090. No. I don't even remember anymore, dude. How many, which class is that? 48090 is the last one you have to take. Your last semester. Oh yeah. It's the um. Oh yeah, it's like I, think, um, yeah. I forget what the title of it, but it's like yeah. professional development or some shit like that. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean it was weird because like, we we never I mean we're not either. But we never met in person when we were supposed to meet like every so often, you know. Really? Yeah. Was that pre COVID or during COVID? That was during the summer. So that was during COVID. Okay. Yeah. 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 School's weird right now. Super weird. Um. Yeah. So ten out of ten would recommend that. That was pretty cool. Um, next, we can talk about... Dude, okay. I'm having a hell of a problem. Why do people think artificial sweeteners are bad for you? It's like that... Uh, what is it called? Because like, I watched... Uh, Mike Mike, no, I watched Mike Israel talk about it once. It's the... Uh, um, is it either like the, the Whole Foods fallacy or the... Um, you, or is it either that or like the... That just because something is like um, artificial, that like it's not as like it's not yeah. as healthy. 
as whatever. Yeah, it's not like a grain or meat or dairy mm. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be like a good like meta rule just to like throw like throw out there to like new, new like people into like nutrition but like you should like there's nuance to it it's like yeah you should eat you know for a good rule of thumb because you probably won't be eating as much processed like high high calorie low um low um low nutritional value food you know yeah like you'll, like, uh, you'll be in high, high calorie junk as much if you're eating more whole foods well you know? i've had this problem with my dad and then also with um these two new clients, uh, two girls trying to lose weight, and um, yeah, like, like, like you said that um, whole food kind of thing, like they're, I've been talking about nutrition labels, learning how to le- to read nutrition labels, and one of them said that kind of thing, like, oh, I I didn't know how to pronounce it or whatever the word or whatever, mm-hmm. so I didn't eat it. I wish I could remember the food, but it was a good a good food to eat. It was low calorie dense food would definitely recommend i was like you can't just go by that hard and fast rule like mm-hmm. just because something's artificial doesn't mean because there's plenty of naturally occurring things that are bad for you yeah. you know it just it's not because natural things are and that that's the problem with marketing nowadays like they trick you into thinking something's good for you by saying not natural like ingredients or yeah. some shit like that you yeah. know um but i mean like Artificial sweeteners, if you're trying to lose weight, are like the way to go because it's all about calories in, calories out, right? So sweetener is sugar that has calories in it, right? When you can take out those – because it's not the sugar necessarily that's the problem. I think Doucette actually made a video about it. It's not the sugar necessarily that's the problem. It's the calories that are associated with it. When you eat sugar, it's four calories per gram. So um, – it's the calories. So if you can take those out with some artificial sweeteners and still get that taste, but not get all the calories, mm-hmm. you're looking good, right? You yeah. know. Um, but yeah, like for example, like ketchup. There's high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Ketchup. Or what I say? Ketchup. That's just what you say. It. Ketchup. Yeah. Ketchup. I say ketchup. I don't know. I That's ketchup. improper. No, it's not. I don't think it's improper. It's just funny. <laughs> ketchup. Um. Yeah, it's like saying like. Catch up, bitch. You're falling behind. Um, now I'm gonna be self-conscious about that. But uh, you know, I got some. I got some ketchup that's uh, no added sugar. It's because ketchup has high fructose corn syrup in it. You know, and you know that's bad for you, right? Um, it's just added calories that you don't really need, and if you're dieting. You want to cut those out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can buy ketchup, Heinz ketchup, with without um it without that in that, and, and they replace it with sucralose, which is a fake artificial sweetener, right? And I'm trying to get my I, I forget what we were eating, but he was putting ketchup on it. I have my no sugar added ketchup right here. I'm like, why the fuck are you eating that when you could just eat this and it tastes literally the same? It tastes. I mean, there's just there's no there's no difference. It's you know, and it's just weird, like, there's just the resistance. Same kind of thing um, with, like, low-fat stuff, like sour cream. We were eating, like, tacos one night, and he he's, like, keeps going towards the whole-fat sour cream when there's the fat-free sour cream, or, yeah, mm-hmm. fat-free sour cream right there. And again, it's, it's, you can tell it's slightly different, but it's pretty unnoticeable, yeah. especially if it if you're eating it like a taco with a bunch of other shit in it, yeah. you know, 
and it's just less calories. It's just you're, you're taking out the fat. It's not the fat necessarily the problem. It's the calories associated with it. Yeah. And if you could replace those with something else, why wouldn't you? And like, there's just this resistance where I I I don't I don't understand. I don't get it. You know? Yeah. With um with dieting, and it, it's just it's all these little changes you can make that are gonna help you achieve your goal. Um. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any input on that? <laughs> No, it's just people that, I mean, people are just ignorant. They just don't know. They don't know what they don't know, you know? And he's, he's like, oh, I just, I don't, I don't trust anything that's like low fat or no fat or whatever. Like why, I don't understand why would you not trust it? I, what's, what's not to trust? Um, it's just food, you know? Mm-hmm. It's because like a manipulated, artificially created kind of stuff. Because like I could point out five other things you ate today. <laughs> that are modified by humans and aren't naturally occurring and yeah. you have no problem with it. Yeah. It, I, it's just, um, it baffles me. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyways, that's it there. But it was hilarious, the, um, the two girls that I started training. Um, I brought up, I brought up, uh, the zero calorie sauces and, and syrups and stuff. Mm-hmm. The, are you familiar with Walden Farms? No. Walden Farms, they have dressings and syrups and condiments, basically everything you could think of. Zero calories. Um, it's clutch. Yeah. And, like, I was like, oh, yeah. I, I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, I eat, like, maple syrup and chocolate syrup and this, that, and the other. All zero calories. And you should have seen the face on this chick when I said that. She, like, cl- couldn't believe me. She was like, she was like, huh, zero calories chocolate syrup? I'm like, yeah, you know? People don't even know these things, you know? <laughs> it makes dieting so much easier when you can, like, get the same taste as yeah. regular chocolate syrup, but you're not getting all those calories, you know? Yeah. People associate dieting with, like, cutting out all those kind of foods and replacing them with, like, shitty vegetables and, yeah, true. and nonsense. And, you know, that's why your diets fail. Like, you're yeah. eating stuff you don't like. Um, gotta educate these people. Yeah, gotta let them know. Gotta let them know, man. Alright, that's it there. Dude, last one. Uh, last one before we get to current events. This isn't really fitness related, but it's pissing me off. Is the, the face shield situation. <laughs> oh my god. So, I, I work at this internship for one more week now. I ended up quitting. Uh, I'll just tell a story real quick. So, I work at this internship where I take temperatures when people drive up, um, and then they just go off and do their work or whatever, you know? And for, I mean, I worked there for months, and for the longest time, all we had to do was wear regular just masks, which is fine, whatever, you know? And then, um, just recently, like, like about a month ago, they started having us wear face shields. And first of all, that doesn't even make sense, because the reason you, none of these people have any kind of medical background, they don't understand. The reason you wear a face shield is not to protect those people from you. The reason you wear a face shield is to protect you from the patient from splatter, like bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. That's why you wear a face shield. All right? I have a background in EMT and medical stuff. I learned about this stuff, you know. None of these people know dick shit. And you can you can tell. So the application they're using it for doesn't even make sense. So they tell us we have to start wearing those. And I wear it for a couple of weeks, but now I'm like, 
it's so fucking heavy. You're sitting there for like six hours. It's like, I'm going to take this off. So I started taking it off. The lady comes to the beginning of my shift, um, calls me out on it and says, and writes me up for it. I'm like, God damn it. This is so fucking dumb. I just can't. What what did she say? She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to do this, this, that, and the other. I'm like, if you don't want to do it, don't fucking do it. You know? Why are you giving me like a soft story? Like, I don't don't care. You're you're writing me up for some bullshit right now. I don't, I don't care. Um, and she's like, I don't want to do this, this, that, and the other. And um, I'm like, fine. And then I, I even called her out on it. I said, you guys have a board in your lobby that literally said, shows all different kinds of face masks. And on there it says, don't wear face shields. They're not effective. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are telling me to wear a face shield. On top of a mask, too, which is just mm-hmm. so dumb. It's just... It's inexplainable. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she couldn't explain it. She was um and and on and just just stammering. Can't give me an answer. And I'm like, what are we doing right now? Good for you. I'm so happy for you. I was like, what are we doing right now? This is so fucking dumb. I can't even. I can't even fathom it. And then I'm just heated after that, right? And then I was thinking, after she walked away, I was thinking the kid that was standing there at the station that I relieved when I walked up. He wasn't even wearing the fucking shield. No. She didn't say anything to him. Hmm. And then I went there yesterday too for my shift. Wasn't wearing it again. I was like, I, I wanted to, like, I don't want to press him too. So are you done there now? I thought you said like, ne- next Friday is my last one. I put my two weeks in. I was gonna, I was gonna do just the Sayonara one, but I was like, I should, because I need them to sign off on the hours at least. So I was like, let me kind of be respectful, you know, even though they're being dickheads. Um. <laughs> You know, so I put in my two weeks, so that was my second last one. This upcoming Friday is my last shift. Um, and so I went in yesterday, and I was about to ask him, like, hey, are they, like, giving you a hard time about the shield thing? But I didn't want to start pressing the kid. It's not really, it's not his, yeah. you know. It's not, he has nothing to do with it, you know. Yeah. It's these fuckhead corporate people, you know. Yeah. <sighs> it's just, it's insane. Yeah. And then on top of that, um... So, I'm technically employed through the movement company, I believe, who is like a third party and supplies like the fitness related stuff to the Honda Center. So, um, my my boss for a while was the guy that worked at the Honda Center, but then I guess he just didn't want to deal with the shit anymore and then put it on this lady at the movement company. I think you actually know Irene. Mm-hmm. Did you associate with her when you did she, your... She was the one who was kind of in charge of my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's in the char- on charge of my my um stuff for the actual 120 hours for 489D, but she I also kind of report to her now for the internship like the pre internship hours, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, did you ever see this lady? Yeah. Fat as fuck. Yeah, she's overweight. Yeah. Roly poly fat, like. Yeah. And the most ironic thing is she works for the fucking movement company. <laughs> And if she had to sprint to save her life, she couldn't. She would die. She would die. She she can't move. She's so fat she can barely walk. Yeah, dude. I mean, and you work for the movement company. That's why I'm just so over all of it. Just like the hypocrisy. It's like the same thing as the YMCA, you know, but she's another example of it. Yeah. Like all the administration is just... Fat. Yeah. You work for a gym. How are you fat? Yeah. It's insane. And then you're pressing... You're pressing it about a, sh- a shield. <laughs> A face fucking shit. Yeah. Get get a hold of your own shit, dude. Like, yeah. 
Ask me for, for some workout advice. I have my own fucking training business. <laughs> Ever thought about that? Instead of fucking writing me up for for a fucking face shield? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was so... And that was happened right before I started my challenge. Oh yeah? I was like, you're pressing on this dumbass shit and I'm about to do something so fucking hard you can't even understand. <laughs> you couldn't even... You, if your life depended on it, you couldn't even do this. I was about to do that shit. I, I like held that for with me for like the first couple of legs of that. I was so pr- I was just oh that's so funny. <laughs> shit irritates me to no ends. I'm so fucking sick of the mass shit and the, just the bullshit. It's uh brutal. That's why I just don't do anything with it. I don't feel it at all. Yeah, that's why I quit that job. I was like, I was like so appreciative that that health coaching gig came up. And I was able to just sayonara on them. Because I didn't want to put up with that for another 80 hours. Yeah. Having to wear that fucking mask and the shield. No way. I'm, I'm done with it. I wear the mask only for like particular clients that I've worked with for a long time. And who are older and like, you know, I have that relationship. And if they feel more comfortable, like I get it. Otherwise, if you ask me to wear a mask, you can just fuck off. Like it's just... <laughs> It's fucking stupid. I was saying that too. Yeah, it's. I just. It's. It's been a year. Yeah. It's been over a year now. Yeah. Why? Why are we still wearing masks? It's an. It's ridiculous. Anyways. All right. That's it for that. I just had to rant a little bit. Um. All right. Current events. First off, this is one's a little bit older, but did you see Tiger Woods? Yeah. Um, of thing. Yeah, of course. Dude. So he had two leg fractures and a shattered ankle. And Jeez. that's pretty rough, you know, that is rough. And, um, you know, I saw on a couple different Instagram pages reporting about it, people in the comments being like, uh, like, you know, this is just a setback, this, then the other, come back, it'll be fine. I don't think people understand. I think he's like late forties. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, golf I, is like the only sport where you can be competitive, like older. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, but it's a significant, like, I won't be surprised if he's done, done. You know. Yeah, I was well, like, people don't understand. Like, he, I'll be he's su- probably he's probably like done, done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I will be surprised. I will be really surprised if he makes like a real prominent like comeback. Yeah, I mean, where he's back and like winning um, major tournaments. Major tournaments, like that's yeah. especially the ankle thing with just rotary sports and like people don't understand how important your ankle is for like force production, and when you shatter it like that, like dude, I mean. That's like a catastrophic injury he, for He's Tiger Woods, and he has all the money in the world to get all the medical shit he needs, but, like, I mean, that's pretty brutal, you know? Yeah, that's rough. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like just a lot of people out there just have no real understanding. Hopefully, like, hopefully though. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you can always hope for the best, but, you know, two two leg fractures and a shattered ankle. That's... I mean, if there's someone who's going to do it, it'd be him. Because he came back from, like, like that, that his back. Remember how messed up his back was? Yeah. So, I mean, if someone can do it, I, I do think he's, like, he was the type to, to try and do it, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, still, best of luck to him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's done. Yeah. All right. So, that's it for that one. Next is um this Instagram post I saw from Ian Smith Fitness, you know? Yep, I love that guy. He he's just, a cool guy. He just spits facts, bro. He yeah, just spits he, facts. he's pretty unapologetic too, which I appreciate. He, yeah, he's just you know, a, a, he's like what I want to be when I grow up. You know, <laughs> he's a gym owner. He he he's just very upfront. He's he's much like Greg Doucette and just telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. You know. Yeah. And he posted on his Instagram this 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 COVID nineteen study, and 
they examined 100 different countries and found that 2.2 million out of 2.5 million deaths occurred in countries with high levels of obesity. <laughs> um, so, I mean, if, if correlation was ever, you know, I mean, it's just like... Causation. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like, why are we, why are we pretending? Yeah. When you're fat and you're overweight, your body's compromised. And all anyone wants to talk about in the government and the media is wearing a mask and keeping your distance and vaccines and vaccines. And no one's talking about your physical health. It's the most important thing. And they want to close gyms, find gyms, destroy them. They want to destroy Ian Smith's uh, Atlas gym over in New Jersey. They want to destroy Bradley Martin's gym over in Woodland Hills. Well, it's um, Bradley Martin's gym. He's keeping it open. Oh, yeah. And they've fined the fuck out of him. They've turned off his power. They had to work off a generator. He recently went on um, TFATK and uh, talked about it slightly. He didn't He didn't talk too much about it because he's still in the legal system and he doesn't want to um, talk about it too much just yeah. for whatever reason, you know. But, you know, they've given a lot of him problems. And... You know, he had a really good point, too, is that for whatever reason, they they allow, um, like, you to make content, like, content creation mm-hmm. is, for whatever reason, under COVID, allowed, but gyms aren't allowed to be open. But the point he was making is that tons of fitness influencers go to his gym and make content. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, this is allowed, but, but gyms aren't allowed to be open, so, like, which one is it? <laughs> You know, yeah, which is a very good point. You know, he makes a lot of content. I bet dozens and dozens of fitness influencers go there every day to make content. Yeah, and um, yeah, man, and he talks about it too. You know, this really, I, I don't, I don't have quite as a uh, um crazy story as him, but he talked about it about how his dad took his life when he was really young, and um, gym, the gym was a big part of of what he, of what, uh, how do I say this, of what he did to kind of keep his mind off of it, and, mm-hmm. um, how, how do I say it, I don't know, like, just, that, that's, that was just, like, his coping mechanism, I guess, and he learned, he, he met a lot of cool people, and, like, father-type figures through the gym, and he was saying that he keeps the gym open for kids that might be going through a similar type of situation as him, where the gym is where, they meet all their friends, and the same kind of what he went through. So, you yeah. know, and they're trying to take that. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. So what? What I think he's doing is is great. Same with Ian Smith, and um, the obesity thing. Yeah, it's just like no shit. You know, I, I reposted on my Instagram <laughs> story. Um, you know, no no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to admit it, and it's just it's just very strange. I don't get it. Yeah. But- Believe me, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. It's insane. That's why I can't pay too much attention to it because I'm just getting mad at everything. So yeah. I was trying to like, handle mine and, you know, whatever. Country, countries that have, like, dealt with COVID well, however you want to say that, like Australia, Vietnam, Japan, China, they're uh, all high, low levels of obesity throughout the um, their countries, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, there's, I'm sure there's a ton of factors that go into dealing with COVID and whatnot, population numbers and whatnot yeah. and a million different things. But I mean, 
the correlation is just so obvious. It's, you know, and, and we already know obesity is the comorbidities that go with obesity, like heart disease, cancer, um, cardiopulmonary diseases. Um, there's just a million different things. So it's like, of course, you know? Anyways, I could talk about that so I'm blue in the face. <laughs> but, um, yeah. All right. Um, last one here. I thought this was very interesting. Have you been listening to the new, the recent, like, uh, MMA guests on the GRE? Oh, uh, he did have quite a few of them on. He's had quite a few. I listened like to Cody Garbrandt. I listened um, to a little bit of his. Um, and then I was just, I mean, I listened to, um, yep, I listened to a little bit. Yeah. And then Black Beast. Um. Um, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. That I, was haven't, the one. I haven't listened to Derek Lewis. That one just came out yesterday. Yeah. But what I've noticed is, um, you know, I think, I think Joe's a pretty big fan of Whoop, you know? And um, he's actually asked, he asked uh, Cody and Corey about that, about like wearing a heart rate monitor and that kind of stuff. And they both kind of said the same thing is that the whoop basically just gave them the same kind of thing every day. Like their over, their um, strain was too high and their recovery is too low mm-hmm. and that they should take the day off. And they both said, what the fuck do you expect me to do? I'm training for a fight. I got to work out. I got to get yeah. in shape. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. What do you think about that? Because I have my take on it. Um, I mean, during that period of time, like, I feel like that's when you, when you're in camp, like, you do just have to, like, push through that. Because, like, like, you're, you're off season or you're not in camp. Like, that's when I feel like you could listen to your, your whoop a little bit more when it comes to recovery and whatnot. Because you want to do you know, uh, high quality training, um, and keep preparing for that way. Like when you get to like, when you go into camp, you're, you're tuned and ready to go and just push it for however, however many weeks until you taper down. But like, while you're in camp, like you do need to, uh, cause it's also mental, you know, you're getting that, that, that mental like fortitude that you're not, that the whoop isn't really monitoring, you know? So like you have to push yourself through when you're, body's kind of compromised I mean, not excessively because then it'll have negative effects on performance but uh, well that's that's what i think the problem is what's that? a lot comp you're going into the fight compromised well i mean that's I think, why you have to have a tape like, that's why they have a taper and everything though too you know that's why they taper the last sure. week and a half two weeks of, of their camp I, I don't think like a lot of ufc fight ufc fighters are doing it very smart though because i mean people get hurt all the time and pull out of fights and get sick like um, Cody Garbrandt, he was talking about how he had COVID for like months, yeah, and he uh, never he never stopped training, and was just 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 kept persisting and persisting because when you train really hard, you're you're depleting your body and you're um you're you I mean you're compromising your immune system in, in a way because you're just using all these resources to rebuild and refuel and you know make sure you can get back to a hundred percent. And, you know, certain things have to take a back seat. And that's obtaining your immune system. Well, that's I different. So I, I agree with you when you're sick. Because, like, most of my life, I've always just worked out or worked out or just kept pushing, like, through sick or small injuries. And it's just exasperated. It made it worse. Like, now I'm up to the camp that, like, if you're sick, then that's when you really do need to, like, cut it back. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're healthy and whatnot and you're in camp, like, you should be pushing it. And if, like, you're – if you notice something, like, like you're like, oh, wait, like, I'm – kind of like something's feeling wrong type thing like that's when you should wind it down you definitely like that mental fortitude that you get um when you're really pushing yourself i think that's i mean that's really important because when you're in a fight like 
you're getting punched in the face. You know, like odds are things aren't going well, and like you're having all, like all these mental well, demons. You know, like you have to push through. Um, at that point, I so. feel like you can you can push yourself mentally in a really hard workout, and that doesn't have to compromise your recovery. You know what I mean? You don't have to have those type of workouts like all the time, where you know, say you're getting a shitty recovery. And you're still like, um, oh, I mean, you know, I have a bad recovery. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what most fighters' camps look like. If they're doing too I, much hard, I'm sure both of them said they're doing two, three times a day of like really of, hard of strength and strength training, um, jujitsu, striking, sparring. Um, Corey said he still does sparring. Cody not quite as much nowadays. Um, oh yeah, Max Holloway. I was gonna um, say Max Holloway didn't do he, any. Yeah, he they didn't talk about the whoop strap. Um, but the thing is. What he what he mentioned is he's not doing any sparring. He wasn't he wasn't getting injured. He wasn't going super super hard all the time. He was flowing more and just kind of learning patterns of fighters and doing more strength and conditioning. And I mean, look at it. I, I bet if you had him on a whoop, he wasn't maxed out on strain yeah. every single day. And um, and he he's shown some really good performances lately. You know, he did also and, mention though, and it is important to like also say that like. He can do that now because he put in the hard sparring when he was mm-hmm. up and coming. So like mm-hmm. now he's he's at the level where like you know he can kind of do that. Yeah. Know? So he's and paid his dues. I much. think that's more towards what you're talking about earlier with like the mental mental aspect of it is like when you get punched in a fight, you got to know how to mentally deal with that and um, not get too like what Max overwhelmed. said overwhelmed and shocked and like oh shit like what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, but I think all three of those guys. Corey maybe less so. How many fights is Corey? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd say they're all pretty well-seasoned fighters. You know, yeah, I mean, point. in the UFC, like, they've, they've been fighting for a while because it's no easy chore to get in the UFC. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and to be high-ranked high guys. You know, Cody, Cody's been a champ. Max has been a champ. Is Max a champ right now? No, I think Alexander, whatever his name is, is right. He has to get his belt back. That's right. Remember that? Yeah. Like, I think it could have gone to Max in the second fight, but they gave it to That's the, right. That's right. Yeah. And then Corey's like a top two guy or something like that, top one, top two. So um, I I think there's a huge problem in MMA nowadays of people just being chronically overtrained and just they're not they're thinking more about volume and like getting as much work done as possible and not being as deliberate with the work and um and and, and coming into the the fight more fresh. I mean, I think that's like where like sports scientists are becoming more and more popular, you know, because like they have like their, their, their coaches, you know, kind of like monitor all the other coach, like their head coach, you know. Yeah. But like they, but like they're like in the fight game, like they, like they, they, while they do have well, some understanding of like, mi- I mean, minimal of like sports science, like they don't really have like that real foundation. No, so I think no. sports scientists are really like really popular and up and coming. Especially Corey, what he was saying is he basically put puts his whole camp together himself. He has like coaches that kind of, you know, um, demonstrate things and explain concepts and what he needs to perform. But like the day to day like work he puts in, he does it all himself. I'm just like, why, you know, what? Why at that high level are you doing it? Like, I don't think he has any kind of kinesiology background. Um, I I just think they're all overtrained constantly, and it's just um, probably likely they are, yeah. and. and and you know it. The important thing that on the whoop it always talks about is there's a difference between overreaching and overtraining. I think 
overreaching is important because you need to build that extra stimulus um, to get the adaptation, right? Because if you're not if you're not reaching enough, you're just kind of you're kind of you're pushing yourself to like the point that you can handle and not going above that. You're not going to build the adaptations, yeah. Need, right. But there, there's a spectrum, you know. And I think the way high there's like balance and then like overreaching and then there's overtraining. I think for those six, eight weeks or whatever it is, how long they're they're maybe ten weeks. I think Corey said it's ten like ten weeks. For those, That's those, crazy. Yeah. For those however many weeks, you're constantly overtraining every single day. Because if you're doing two, three days a week every day, there's simply no way your your central nervous system is in your autonomic system is is recovering properly. Mm. I, I, I mean, with at the intensity that they give each session, then yeah, I'm sure. I think you can do two to three days, uh, two to three times a day if you have like, if you modulate your intensity properly. And it, like, there's a lot of like, technique and movement as opposed to like hard sparring yeah in all but, those sessions or and or if like one of those sessions is also like say like yoga or like stretching it like yeah reco- active recovery sessions itself as well yeah with all those guys i don't think any of them talk about any active recovery yeah and then only one that talked that really talked about like flows and lower key like drill type stuff was max yeah all the other guys it was just like balls to the wall um strength and conditioning sprinting uh, sparring, that type of stuff. There's just sim- there's simply no way. Um, and I think you're just I think you're going to the and then and then they dehydrate themselves 48 hours before they fight, yeah. which is fucking terrible for your brain. Um, I I think all of them are just chronically overtrained and just 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 depleting their body. Uh, because Corey even talked about this, like he's every day is he's sore he's it just feels like shit. And then he's like, it's not until like a week or two weeks before the fight, I start feeling like an actual athlete. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Well, you shouldn't feel like, I know you're training, you're training hard, but you shouldn't feel like that depleted for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. In my personal opinion, like, yeah, um, it's just too much. And, and, and then they're just denying the data and the science that the whoop is showing you. It's just, it's, it's just numbers. It's not, it doesn't like, it's not like it has a bias to make you <laughs> trying to get you to lose work. the fight. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's just data. Like it's not it has no bias, yeah. right? It's just numbers, and it's these numbers are showing you that you're working too much. But then I think it's just that mentality in MMA where it's like you got to put in the most work, yeah. to, and it's just you got to focus more on the quality and like be more. Uh, decisive or not decisive what's the word um fuck another d word i can't think more just precise Mm -hmm. with what with your training if you will um yeah anyways that's what i got on that well i I thought but i thought it was very interesting both of them had the same kind of um thoughts on the whoop strap yeah and then with uh the black beast mr Derek lewis he, you should listen to that one. He it's a very interesting. One. You know he was incarcerated. I didn't for know that. Two and a half, three years. I forget exactly how long. No. Huh. And um, sure. yeah, man. He's entertaining. So I definitely will watch that one. Yeah, he's 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 a very cool dude. He was he was locked up for like aggravated assault or something. And man, his story is pretty crazy. 
But um, he, t- he talks about all these... Man, if I just had the chance to work with any of these fucking people, it would be insane. Yeah, that'd be sick. Um, but he's talking about doing cardio and stuff because he's, he's, he's a, a freak, like, power athlete. He's yeah. gigantic. He, he, on his chest, he has knockout king, right? Or something. Something like that. Yeah. Knockout something. He, he has the most knockouts in heavyweight history. And he just puts people to sleep and, like, deep into fights, too. Yeah, dude. He's not, like, a one, one round, like, a round one type of, like, butterbean type guy. Like, he, he, deep into fights, has knocked people out. Um, but it's was, so crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And, you know, he, he was talking about with Joe. He was like, yeah, like, the one thing we focus on the most is my conditioning. Because, um, like, that's the only weakness. I was like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so bad. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. And, um, but he was talking about how he needs to get better conditioning and he's like, oh, I need to start adding it. He's talking, he's, he says he does conditioning. He does like, um, Stairmaster and like the elliptical, I think he said something like that. But he's like, I need to start adding in running to improve my cardio. And he's like, yeah, I do like a few miles, but he's like, I hate it so much. I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, dipshit. You're, why do people think running is the only way to improve your cardio? Yeah. It's probably one of like the worst, frankly, because mm-hmm. especially for someone like him, he's what three seventy five. Yeah, think. no, it's terrible for your joints. Yeah, when you're that heavy, all that compression on your knees and your hips and your low back, and, and he's talking about how he's doing the stairmaster. That's amazing cardio, and it's low impact or the elliptical, even better, mm-hmm. low impact. And you just, I don't understand why people think you have to run to improve your cardio. It's it's one of like the worst, really. Like cycling, swimming, yeah. a, um, even just fucking jumping jacks. Like, like you know, it's there's a million different ways to improve your cardio. And he's talking to like, oh, I gotta start doing it and improve my cardio, but I hate it. This, that, and the other. I wish I could just talk to him, and be like, hey, dude, just get on an airdyne bike, and just do that for like fucking twenty minutes. Yeah. For six days a week, and your cardio would be just through the roof. Yeah. You could do intervals too. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, and just running like a couple miles for on the track doesn't even translate that well to, to MMA really. Because no. you, you need more circuits and intervals like that because that's the flow of a fight. There's ebbs and flows where it's lower intensity and really high intensity. And it's not just a constant like 140, 150 beats per minute for... 20 minutes you know i mean it's it's like it's like you know 15 minutes max maybe 25 minutes max but he doesn't really fight in championship fights all that much so 15 minutes of just like you know 190 and then bring it down maybe to like 150 and 190 and doing that like doing that maybe like 20 30 times you know yeah so what are you gonna say? I was gonna say I wonder what uh because remember alan carr like i wonder what she does with like uh mma athletes because remember she said she worked with them yeah, you know, that's a good point. I should reach out to her. She's actually, um, she actually kind of hooked me up with the health coaching position. Did She's she? the chief, um, chief medical officer or something for that company. What the heck? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's like a tele, tele, telemedicine, um, company and she's the chief medical something or another there. And, um, she posted on Beachboard, and then I reached out to her to make sure it worked, it worked for corporate hours. And she said, yeah. And then when I did my in- interview, the lady that was interviewing me, she was like, oh, let me, um, reach back out to Dr. Alan Cart and see if you can get in the program. 
I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she, I guess she accepts who goes in and out. I was like, if she doesn't accept me, like, fuck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I had it for, like, multiple classes. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh, bitch. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's a good point. I should reach out to her. Imagine she said no. You're like, uh, <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that would have been. That's cool. She hooked you up with that, though. Yeah, but yeah, and that'd be. I'd, I'd want to know because she does. Uh, she. I remember her saying she works with like MMA athletes and like. Yeah. Her husband is like a works with John Jones or something like that or yeah, jujitsu think... coach or something. I don't know. He's a jujitsu guy, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, that's what was it Ducks said. Yeah. yeah. So I I should reach out to her and see like what she does still and maybe um. Yeah, that would be sick. Maybe maybe. Possibly doing something like maybe just. You know, even if it was an internship type thing. Imagine like, getting a job just, at the Apex. Oh, dude. That'd be sick. That'd be fucking bananas. Yeah. Living, you mean like the one in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Living in Las Vegas, working there, working with like just the elites of elite athletes yeah. every day. Sick facility. Yeah, and all the technology they have there, they have everything. Yeah. Man. It's insane. Um, That'd be crazy. But yeah, I, I, I want to reach out to her and see like what kind of maybe connections she yeah, has. Yeah, true. If I can somehow even just like watch, see how she goes through the Do process. it. I mean, it's true. They say it's who you know, you know. Not yeah, what you know, that's yeah. really all it is. It's it's the connections. It's the connections you have, not really the education you have. Yeah, although you do oftentimes need it, but yeah, you need to have the connections to go with it. Yeah, it, I'd say it's second fiddle to who you know. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, probably. Um, you gotta know, you gotta know the right people, but, um, yeah, man, that's, that's all I got, and we did an hour and ten, so that's pretty good. Nice. Um, yeah, anything else to add? No, I don't have nothing to add. This was lit. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Oh, I think that just went out, too, so perfect. Did it? Yeah. Perfect timing. Look at that. All right, fantastic. Uh, this has been in the Performance Academy, ugh, Performance Academy <laughs> podcast with Zach. And Josh. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Later.